Hello, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And today's guest, I'm grinning, and I'm going to guess that you will be too, because we are going to be talking to Bob Flick, a member of Brothers Four. Bob, I'm just going to go right to you to say hello. Well, all right. I appreciate it. Good morning. Hello. And uh, it's nice to uh, to make your acquaintance here directly like this. It's a pleasure. Well, you know, I have I have so many questions. This is so <laughs> personally exciting for me because although in my home we had only classical music, uh-huh. there was folk music out there. Yes. And I guess we may be somewhat the same age because I you started the group in 1957, and I was. I was in high school then. I don't know where you were. You were in, at what stage of your life did you start the group? Uh, Janet, we were, the Brothers Four started in uh, college, University of Washington. Oh, okay. So that was the year in college. Yeah, that's the year that we started college. We all met in the fraternity house, which is why the Brothers is part of the name. Uh And and, uh, we just... uh, haven't stopped. I guess that's the okay. best way to put so it. So I have I have about three hundred and fifty questions. We don't have time for them all. At what point in your life did you know that you could open your mouth and music would come out? When did you first Very know that you were that you could sing worth listening to? Well, uh, that's that's an assumption that you're making. <laughs> I, I know. We'll go. With, we'll go with it. <laughs> We, uh, you know, I mean, in family times, uh, and my my mom and dad, bless them both, were interested in me learning to play, uh, you know, piano and music and things like that. Yes. And, and in school, in high school, I was an eager participant in uh, in the chorale and choir and and. Oh, it uh, always came naturally to you. Always came naturally, and uh, when I was a little guy, I began performing. I was doing uh, little magic acts and record pantomime acts. And we had a USO troupe in Seattle. This is where this all happened. When I was a little kid, I mean, this is about 10, 12, 13, 14 years of age. We had an Elks Club sponsored USO troupe. And we would go around to the uh, uh, Air Force and Navy and Army bases around the Northwest and put on little shows for all the troops coming through at that time to go through to the Korean theater. And so, uh, I mean, I was doing stage stuff when I was 10, 11, 12 years old. So. I kind of like being on the stage. Part. Oh, good! I, and then uh, combine that with music later on was kind of was kind of fun. So that's how it all started. So I, I read somewhere that you are, you know, the the memories of it all are important to you. Can Absolutely. we talk about memories? Because I, sure. I just want to say something that oh, folk music was so huge in the what fifties and sixties. Yes, and I have a feeling of why it just grabbed everyone. Tell me what you think its magic was. Well, first of all, and I'll uh, tell you mine. You're, uh, I, I just admire what you do on, on, on your messaging here with this, with, with your programming. That it you. does, it does deal with memories and, and the, yes. the positive, the things that reinforce memories and that bring memories up. And this music that we do is memory music. There's no question about that. It is now. And uh, we have no apologies for that at all. It is our pleasure to do this. Uh, we just did one of our first shows last weekend for a live audience. And I'll tell you, it's just great to be back. The four, of, the four of you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. No, I, I, I looked, I went to look up something specific about you um, on Google today. And one of the questions was, are are the brothers four still alive? <laughs> yeah. People wave and say yes. No, I know that. I, I understand that. But, yes, no. okay. 
that so was that wasn't me asking the question, by the way. I, <laughs> or any of your other three. Or any of the other guys. No. <laughs> well, to get back to your memories of, you know, back in the, we sort of emerged during what was called, what is called the folk revival time. And that was, as you said, late 50s and the 60s. Why was it mm-hmm. revival? Well, because early on, well, you know, this music of America goes way, way back to the beginning. And uh, if you're familiar at all with, you know, Pete Seeger and uh, Woody Guthrie and uh, Burl Ives and uh, and even uh, John Lomax and his son, Alan, who who did that wonderful discovery work of traveling all around America with these. So you're saying we can go back to the 40s and way before. Yes, ma'am. All the way back to uh, bringing the music in from Africa and from uh, Europe. So it's been part of the uh, American story for a long time, and it's been shaped into a very unique part of American musical history. And, uh, you know, there's the Great American Songbook. We call it the Great American Folk Songbook. I have that sitting right on my piano. There you go. (laughs) Uh So that's where the memories come from. And in the 50s and 60s, uh, the Weavers in particular, if you remember them, uh, the the orchestration. I remember you all. Orchestrator, uh, uh, they they became popularizers of this music. It became part of pop music. The Good Night Irene. Yes. And so long it's been good to know you. And on top of Old Smokey, those became hit songs again. Oh, you so, know, oh again. so I I understand the way you're saying. So that when we talk about folk music, yeah. <clears throat> As far as American folk music, that goes way back. I mean, my darling Clementine, wouldn't that yeah. count? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that was, and, uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, what, so, do you, what do you think the draw of it was? What did it do for people? Well, there, <clears throat> there was a time in the, in, in, in the music landscape in America um, that it was just right for us to sort of listen to this, re-listen to this music again. This is just after... Um, kind of pop music was around. Remember, uh, uh, there was uh, uh, Johnny Mathis and uh, Perry Como, and uh, whatever. And, and then came a uh, little rock and roll stuff with Bill Haley and the Comets, and and then doo wop. And then there was a period of time there in the late fifties when this folk music came in. Everybody was singing "Goodnight Irene," and then here came um, the Brothers Four and the Kingston Trio. And then suddenly, uh, two years later, Peter, Paul and Mary mm-hmm. folk music had this, there's this little moment, this opening where it caught everybody's attention, especially, um, young people in, in college and in high school. And we learned as young people, because that's where we came from. We just stepped out of the audience onto the stage. Really. We learned how to play a guitar and in my case, the bass and express, ourselves through this music and communicate through this music and look at Bob Dylan he took it to the extreme of he learned how to use the music in the form into creating new expressions of okay so that so that kind of brings to mind another question or a tangential question where's the line between American folk music and other things like you're mentioning Mm. doo-wop I remember when Shaboom first came out sure yeah Uh, Yeah. uh, and um, that was just so wonderful and if you oh okay so is folk music popular music plus time mm, interesting it could could be In called words, that you know um why isn't that part of our folk music narrative the the doo-wop and the well the doo-wop and as you said novelty records like shaboom and uh, uh, those the, those are from the 
those were created in, in, the, in the music business of the time. In the, there was a place called the Brill Building in New York, right? Where Carol King wrote songs and Jerry uh-huh. Goffin wrote songs, all these hit songs. Well, the folk music songs came out of a, of a little different source and everybody felt like they could participate in them and, and sing along like oh. that. Thank and, you. Okay. And, so and be, a, and be a part of the process. In other yes. Words. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that you're drawing that distinction because what I remember is, first of all, the stories they told. Sure. Absolutely. It's all storytelling. But the stories yeah. they told were what? They were important. They carried hope. They were, they were expressing the joy that you would find in spreading love and peace. Yeah. 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 And, and there was a lot of hope, as you said. Um, and a, a, one particular part of it, there was some, there was some uh, criticism and protest uh, carried into these songs too, especially. Uh, oh, for sure. Like, yeah. So that became, you know, folk music sometimes for some people is, uh, is, is totally uh, a whole era of protest songs about uh, uh, oh. people who must, uh, uh, are participating in, uh, in Vietnam, for example. Right, so it got to that, political. it got to that. Yes, it, include, it included that, yes. So yes. folk music itself has has all, everything from troubadours to protests to silly songs to romantic songs to uh, very poignant songs. I mean, I'm not sure you can listen to a song like Scarlet Ribbons if you're a mom and uh, have it not touch you. Well, right. or, uh, you know, and I, I was thinking that most of them that I recall, like, quickly if i'm to think about them most of them were cheerful except for tom dooley <laughs> yeah for some reason that was horrible for some reason his terrible tale became a big hit so. right right <laughs> yeah there were there was there was lots of fun and enjoyment and uh and and sing along you know joy uh, that's a part of what we do too. Is I mean, I tell you what. After about ten or fifteen minutes into our two-hour concert, everybody has sort of um, settled down in their seat and they're singing along. Okay, you know, so that's, that's the yes. joy. That is just a pleasure to hear. That's that. another thing, and you you can't get that in a heavy metal concert. Well, you do. I mean, in some sing along, lots of pop show. Oh, so look at Bruno Mars. He'll stop the show and just put the mic out and let the audience finish okay. the song. You know, so I, I wasn't aware of that that's nice. Yeah, you know, a real fan of anybody knows they they know the material. I guess that's right. I guess that's join right. Join in, yes. yeah. But folk songs, you'll find people saying, you know, I kind of remember that from my dad and mom playing that. So yeah, now I remember that part of the Michael Row the Boat Ashore. I think I'll sing along or whatever. Well, so, okay, so that's singing along. I mean, th- there was such a thing as a sing along. It was an activity yeah, of its own. Absolutely. But also the tunes, the, yeah. the music of the folk songs, as I recall, were <laughs> not only cheerful, they were simple enough yes. within a range that we could all join in. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They're, they're, they made they're, it easy. Yeah. The, the the harmonies are simple and the, the chord structures are simple and uh, the emotions, the thoughts usually are eloquently, simply expressed. Doesn't mean they're not serious in some cases. Oh, I understand that. Yes. But simply expressed. And uh, yeah, that's what drew us to the music was just, I mean, it was easy to learn. And we found the four of us, the four original guys, just were compatible enough and interested enough in this to, to sing along. And, you know, when we go to Japan, for example, the audience there sings along with us too. It's quite. Oh, that's not surprising. Quite astounding. Yeah. Now my question is, let's talk about your 
performance now. You've been performing all along. That's yeah. right. That's right. This is uh, this is our, this is our our 60th year anniversary celebration. Wow. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Yes. And and people still come to hear you because what you're singing about is still relevant. Well, it's, yes, it is. It's as you mentioned earlier, Janet. It's it's memories. It's one usually it's wonderful memories of family or school days or a particular relationship. Well, that's Nobody, true for the older you know, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nobody comes up and, and says, you know, you reminded me of that time when it was the worst day of my life. Or no, they all come <laughs> up and say, you know, that's those memories are just great. Thanks for taking me back to uh, to the family dinner when my dad would play that album or something. Oh, so <laughs> another really good point that you're touching on. Thanks for taking me back. And, <laughs> and for those who are older, you take us back to our, I think for many people, our strongest and most vibrant years. Could be. Yes. Could be. Are you talking about just family or college or no, just no, growing up? When people, when older people hear music now, yeah, it takes yeah, them yeah, yeah. back to their strongest time. You know, music, I mean, the sound music is one of the most Oh my goodness! Strongest memory triggers. You know, and you've talked to people. On, uh, your guests have talked about the healing qualities of music and the the the, the, the fact that it can reach way back. Yeah, uh, we've seen that too. We've gone on uh, occasionally. We'll we'll be able to visit uh, a, a facility where there are people recovering from um, memory loss or just oh, enduring. Oh. And I'll tell you what, it is so <clears throat> thrilling to see people. Just come alive when a when a song touches them. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and they'll well, this is true. They'll stand up and 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 sing along 500 miles, 500 miles, or whatever it is, and uh, it 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 reaches, it communicates. There's no question about that. Whether you Music realize it or just feel it, it really happens. It, it stays really in there forever, doesn't it? I believe so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because you know, I I mean, I I I know stories myself of people. Well, I my my husband had an aunt Lil who was almost a hundred. She couldn't remember anything. I mean, she was severely afflicted with Alzheimer's. She, she knew nothing, but she would sit down at the piano uh-huh. and <clears throat> all of Shostakovich would come out at her fingertips. My goodness. My I know. Goodness. So there is that. Yes. Do you have a favorite place that you've ever performed or you wouldn't even <clears throat> wouldn't call a favorite? <clears throat> um, many places, I think. Yes, I guess. Um, I think we have to say that uh, Asia, certain parts, particularly in Japan, has become a favorite place for us. We, uh, I think we have the honor of being the people who took that music first to that part of the world and uh-huh. in China and, uh, and Japan and Hong Kong and uh, Thailand. And so we have very strong followings and uh, we uh, we just did to see last, no, not last year. There was no last year, right? Right. <laughs> the year before. Right. There was, was our, no last year. Uh, I think it was our 52nd tour of Japan that we took in 2019. Oh my goodness. And so we've had people grow up with us there and the music just like here. And wow. uh, we'll probably go back again next year now that the Olympics are finished and all of that sort of turmoil is done over there. Right. They're starting to get a handle on the, you know, on the pandemic and everything. So, Right so you, now, you, haven't, you haven't been able to safely travel for the last year and a half, I'm guessing. No, we haven't. There's been no, I mean, we're in the crowd business, right? And there's, That's right. there's right. no crowd. So uh, 
we are just uh, just beginning to 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 look at bookings right now in the next month or two certainly through the end of this year a few things coming up so that's exciting and then i think in next year uh, things will be back in order a little bit but it still have to be able to be cautious you know you have to be careful and you have to respect uh, other people and hopefully make the right sure. decision for yourself and your family and uh, and uh, take care of each other that's now people can still get your music we, we can download your songs for sure yes yes that's I mean, right I, there's almost no such thing as a record store anymore right you know what there's that's not there's true. no tower record well in japan there is <laughs> good they still they still buy things uh, like uh you know cds and things in japan uh but here it's all streaming that's right and, uh downloading and so people, so people who are interested can find you yeah yeah it's uh uh on uh, on Amazon and and Apple Music and Spotify okay, and uh, yeah. all those all those places, just push the button and yes, there we are. <laughs> was, was that an odd thing to you and and your group to make that leap into very very high tech modern life? Yeah, not too bad. We have some really good advisors and friends and compatriots that help us with that. And uh, you know, we're an acoustic group, so yes, we we just go on making our little sounds into the microphones and uh, and people. Bring them to the market, however, the, however they choose. Oh, so you don't have to bother with that. Well, we're we're sort of we're participants in it, and we uh -huh. we say yes or no to certain things to do. But uh, we have some good people running it for us, so oh, that's that's, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Okay, now are you? Well, I guess in the memory business, it's not necessary that you write new songs. But are you ever tempted to do that? Everybody's writing. All of our guys now, the current members of the group, uh, I'm the. I'm the remaining original member of the group still. Uh -huh. And uh, the other guys have been, well, they've been with me now in the group for the last, oh, probably a couple of decades. Oh, wow. Who, who knew that we could use, throw the term decade around? Yes. But, I, uh, I know. Oh, good point. Uh, yes. They're all, uh, they're all really skilled uh, writers and performers on their own. And uh, huh. once in a while, we'll do one of their songs. But for the most part, you know, when we do a Brothers Four concert, uh, we have sort of a, a, a list of songs that we know people expect to hear. That's what people want. And um, it is an absolute pleasure to do that. You know, it's not drudgery to do it. And these guys, the, the guys now, Mark and Mike and Carl, um, have great respect for the legacy of the music, which I greatly appreciate. And nobody says, oh, do we have to do that song again? No, because... Oh, good. The chances are, and the really high percentage chances are, that that audience... On that night, maybe it's the first time they've seen us live. Right? Uh -huh. So why not approach it like opening night? And um, if you keep that in mind, everything remains fresh. And I'll tell you, there's no, there's no perfect concert. It's like a game of golf. Everyone is a little bit different. The audiences all react a little bit differently. And if you're kind of aware of that, it's just it's a very pleasurable experience. When you, when you go into a concert, do you have in your head, like, what would be the dream audience, like what you would hope to find? Well, sure. I mean, every audience really turns out to be the dream audience because we react to them and we find that maybe they like to sing along with more ballads than up songs. So we'll change. We'll put a, we'll maybe, we'll do Shenandoah a little earlier in the show than we normally would, for example. And we'll and then we'll do Yellowbird and, or we'll do Green Leaves of Summer, things like that, that people Yes. remember and can sing along with and uh, so we kind of we kind of tuned to the audience a little bit in that regard it is just huge I, you know i was curious whether you were in any way the the model for that wonderful oh, 
Christopher Guest. On oh, Sunday. my goodness. The Mighty Wind is such uh-huh. a great movie. Wasn't that? I mean, yeah, I've seen that so often. I could well, listen to that whole thing. You and know, he, when they do the folk, the folks, the folkmen, you know, the their their trio, yes. they wear those ascots, like <laughs> that's because we used to wear ascots. That's during, what I was asking. Were you in any way a model for some I'm, of these? I'm afraid so. Oh, good. <laughs> but <laughs> actually, I know Janet, I know a couple people. Um, they'll be nameless right now, but a couple of people in the business professional members of certain groups who really didn't like the movie. They thought it was insulting that, that someone was, was toying with and, and making, and oh my God, it was just the most, it, it was a, a very tender treatment. I thought of, so too. And if you music. can't laugh at yourself. No, but look at the love story at the end, yeah. with, uh, Mickey. And I, I mean, come on. Right. Right. And that song was nominated, you know, for an Oscar, you know. And by the way, the songs yeah. in that movie are gorgeous. Oh, when the veil of, oh, never mind, is lifted. I, you know, I'm, okay, this isn't about that particular, but I'm glad you, you liked that movie. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad that you were the yeah. model for it, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. Something. Since I am largely, partly, about love letters. Yes, you are, no. partly, and you should be. Thank you. Are I mean, we're kind of the same age, and I'm, you know, we grew up writing letters. Did you, were you a letter writer when you were young? Yeah, I was. Um, I communicated um, with the 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 love of my life who is now my wife uh early on when we first met i communicated a lot with with letters and notes from from all around from cities and countries and everywhere and and um when did you first meet how did you meet your wife we met in 1963 oh you've been together a long time no we haven't been together that long oh you met that long okay yes and uh we were uh among the many things that the Brothers Four did, we did several movie songs, you know, theme songs. And one of them was the theme song from a movie called 55 Days at Peking. It was a, uh, a, a William Holden and uh, Ava Gardner, a wonderful movie about that story. In, in, uh, mm-hmm. So the premiere was uh, held in <clears throat> Minneapolis, in Minnesota, right in the middle of America. And we were there to just uh, oh. say hello. And um, she was a part of the photo session that came up. The photographers all said, well, if we have a pretty young girl in the picture, uh, bringing the album to sign and, and getting autographed, they'll pr- most likely use the picture in the newspapers. So that's how we met. And uh, Smart. we remained friends for a long time from that point. And then travels and things got all around the world and we lost touch for a while. And then and then in uh, about t- 18 years ago or so, she was uh, coming through Seattle, mm-hmm. which is a, was hometown. And uh, our office was there. And she called the office and said, just checking in to see how things are going. I saw you guys on the PBS show. <laughs> you know, this land is your land, those folk music shows. Yes, yes. I I'd check in. And so we had dinner and uh, we've been married now for 13 years. Oh, how lovely. And so you did write letters to her. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. So that's my question. You know, I always want to know if people like what counts for a love letter in your life and you definitely qualify. Yeah. These were notes and letters both, you know, yes. so, in your handwriting. Oh yeah. 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 Does she still have them? Do you know? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the nice things I'm thinking about when you write <laughs> to the love of your life, your wife is that most people keep these letters 
So you get to look years later, you get to look yeah. at them. Yeah, and, she's, and, she's kept lots of things like that. Yes. Does she ever write to you? Um, she she did, but I was never in one place very much to receive letters. You know? so yes. that, that was one of the challenges of, a, if you can imagine, a relationship. Uh, Have you yeah. ever written to yourself? Uh, you mean like in a diary format or something? Oh, I, a good question. No, I mean actual letters to yourself. No, you know, I haven't done Bob, that. I no. just want to mention how happy I am that you yada da 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 da, da and you put it in an envelope and you mail it to yourself. That's interesting. No, I've never done that. I might. And then just... when you when you read it, you will see that the you who wrote it and the you who reads it are probably two different people. Very interesting, Janet. I'll try that. Thank but, you. But you know, if 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 people were to do that once a month, and I don't do it either, but you know, at the end of a year, you have quite a record of your own history in your own hand. Good idea. Yeah. Okay. That's that sounds like a book, doesn't it? Well, yes, it does. You, you, what can, I'm make a, you can make a book like dear dear self. Right. I mean, for you, it sounds like a book because you're somebody that's recognizable, and you know, people want to know about. Well, I want to thank you for doing this with me today. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I'll, let me I, I, give me a moment. I'll, let me. I'll write you a quick thank you letter. <laughs> perfect. You know, I, I'm just I'm just so happy to be in the company of somebody who was part of the world that carried so many of my own memories. I remember camp counselors. I can picture what they wore as they were yeah. swimming and leading us yeah. in songs. Yeah. So where where were you growing up, Janet? What part LA. of LA? Uh huh. Yeah, I was Seattle, and uh, yes. Now, you know, now here in Southern California. So. I mean, our, our, our overnight camp was Hollywoodland. There you go. Uh -huh. and, you know, it doesn't matter. Wherever we went were those songs. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad to meet somebody who was a part of that. Thank you. Oh, dear. Thank you. My pleasure. It's great. Great to meet you, too. And continued good luck and success with uh, bringing you, all of these interesting people and outlooks and points of view uh, yes. to us all as you do. Thank you for that. Human spirit. It's great. Thank you. Okay, we'll say goodbye for now. And if there's uh, ever anything else you want to talk about, let me know and come back for another Love Letters. Anytime. We'll, we'll do it. I have. And maybe, and maybe your wife would like to have a chance to do this and reply yeah. to Love Letters. From uh, you. Maybe, I, maybe we can corral her into some memories. If, I want if to... you would, let me know. Okay. Okay. So for now, I'll just say goodbye and thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. And you be safe out there. And we'll oh, see you. You too. Okay. Thank you. Thank bye, you very dear. much. Okay. Bye-bye.